Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, during the upcoming Big Ten men's and women's basketball tournaments at Target Center, fans will be able to shop and enjoy entertainment at the Big Ten Makers Market at the Minneapolis City Center. The market's going to be open Wednesday through Saturday of each tournament from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., curated by Mitch Bethune. Of Mitch's markets, the mar- uh, the Maker's Market rather is open to the public and will feature 50 local creators, including some Big Ten alumni. And joining us now is Mitch Perdue, joining us here on the Lake Show. First off, Mitch, thank you so much for uh, being on the show on this Friday evening. Oh, Henry, thank you for giving us this wonderful platform. This is very exciting. Thank you. All right. So first off, be- before we get to the Big Ten Maker's Market. Tell us about your markets because you've been doing this for quite some time. I have not had the privilege to make it there yet, which I will absolutely be able to make it next week. But give us a little bit of background about what you do. So um, several years ago, the Mall of America had reached out and they wanted something different in the mall from the Abercrombies and the you know other fabulous stores that they have. And so... Um, I recommended that they put together makers markets with all of our local entrepreneurs to be able to provide a platform for them to sell the products that they make or a boutique that might be downtown White Bear and wouldn't get the exposure. Um, And so having them on a platform like Mall of America would really elevate their brand and the revenues um, that could be driven from that. And it was enormously successful. So I spent five years um, creating different concepts for the Mall of America. And then um, the Super Bowl reached out to me, the host committee, and I curated a Super Bowl pop-up. Then the Minnesota Twins reached out to me, then the Vikings, then the Four Seasons Hotel. And so because of the unique situation we're in for lack of shopping, let me just say that, with the big department stores going away, um, I think our communities all over the United States have really gravitated to shopping this way, getting an experience from doing so, and the most important part is to be able to support our local makers. Yeah, and and you're 100% correct. First off, you've been highly successful at it. Uh, I love the idea of what you're doing. 
Um, so many people have gravitated to it. And you're right, like the uniqueness of it, right? Like it's 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 not something that you see every single day. But you're right, like the twins have reached out and wanted you to be a part of what they're doing. The Dayton's Project, you didn't mention that, but they, they've been, they've been uh, uh, you know, very supportive. You mentioned the Four Seasons. I still haven't been to the Four Seasons quite yet. I, I'm, I shouldn't be embarrassed to even say that. I haven't been to the Four Seasons yet. But, you know, to go along with all of that, you are a big-time sports fan as well. And so – that's going to make this for you, the Big Ten Makers Market, extra special, right? When Minnesota sports and events, um, first of all, let's let's just spend a minute on Minnesota sports and events because you and I are both a part of the Champions Council. Uh, that that company, that organization, as we both know, but perhaps the audience doesn't, was really founded out of the Super Bowl and Wendy Williams Blackshaw was uh, one of the people who ran the Super Bowl. And she got Minnesota Sports and Events, um, drove that to become an organization which is supported by all of our professional sports teams. And so with all of these fabulous events that Minnesota Sports and Events brings, they also do something wonderful for the community, which is provide all the ancillary events around a Big Ten. So if somebody like women's is sold out, so that's a huge applause to our group that that sold all of those tickets. But for people who are dying to get tickets and can't, Minnesota Sports and Events provides all of these different events, such as the Big Ten Makers Market. And of course, I am thrilled. I'm a gopher. I am I'm a huge sports fan, every sports team we have. And so when Wendy came to me last year, she said, we need something unique. And I said, I am going to start curating now. So, Henry, I started curating this market last July and did find uh, alums from um, different colleges from the Big Ten. Unless they are licensed, they aren't able to sell any NCAA logoed Big Ten things. But what they can do and what are so special about local makers is I could say to them, Knott's by Carey, you are a land, you are a macrame brand. Could you ever macrame lanyards for people to carry their credentials on in a Hawkeye color or a Badger color? That's what is so special about choosing these local makers because you can't get somebody. Uh, I I can't go to a Fanatics, and I wouldn't want to, and say. Can you do a thousand of these? It would be twenty thousand for a minimum order. Henry. Exactly. So, yes. 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 It, so we have these wonderful makers, um, fifty of them inside City Center that will be there from the hours that you presented to the audience, who will be selling darling lanyards, darling clear bags with every team colored zipper on them, so they can go in Target Center with their credit cards, with their money, and have their team colors and be so proud to be able to know they bought this from a maker from Minnesota who handmade this, and they can carry this into the Target Center. Yeah, we're talking to Mitch Presume of uh, Mitch's Markets here on the Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO, the Big Ten uh, Makers Market at the Minneapolis City Center coming up next week, starting on Wednesday through Saturday of the next couple of weeks for both the men's and women's Big Ten basketball tournaments, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The event's going to feature a live broadcast, 
free face painting, photo opportunities, locally made beverages. You know, one of the things that I love about this, and and there's going to be a variety of goods from sweet treats to home decor, is that the uniqueness of it all. Uh, me and you, Mitch, are both, we're kind of into fashion. Like, we, we're, we're both, you know, members of Minnesota Sports Events Champions Council, and we like to be fashionable, stuff like that. I like to go to boutiques that my friends own, right? Like, anybody can go and buy a pair of Nikes. Anybody can go buy, you know, um, a, a specific, you know, sweatshirt of a, a certain brand. But with, a, with um, the type of setup that you have with the markets, there's unique things that you're able to get from the markets that you typically won't find in other places. And speaking of things that you can't find, the all-session tickets for the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament are sold out, which is actually the first sellout in the history of the event. But it sounds like fans will have a chance to win tickets at the Minnesota Champions Fan Zone. That's awesome. Awesome. I, I couldn't agree more, Henry. And, and you are absolutely right. When, when I started curating this a year ago, I had in mind, um, for instance, we have a brand called Homegrown owned by Jonathan Johnson. Who That's my fraternity brother. <laughs> so near and dear to my heart. He was the first brand I thought of when Wendy asked me to do this. Because he's local and he does the coolest stuff. Yeah. And, and he is going to be there with, uh, he's the only licensed, person i have to be able to come in and sell gopher things in that market yeah that's awesome um, yeah me, yeah yeah me and jj as i like to call them we call them uh, as kappas yeah we're both members of kappa alpha side fraternity and he recently the last time i saw him was that a community event that we did at the mall of america here the winter wonderland but yeah no his brand and just the 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 whole supporting gopher athletics i think is awesome it's awesome and he said to say hey bro so i'm supposed <laughs> to give you that message from him <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome all right so 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 now so now i'm a sports fan clearly we talk a lot of sports on this on this show yep. i'm going to be covering uh the uh the tournaments both uh, the men's and women's i'll be broadcasting from tom's watch bar in downtown minneapolis just uh, from a sports angle for you how excited are you for both events oh i mean henry I, I don't know. Not only are we the first city to sell out, I don't think a city has ever been had back-to-back tournaments in their city. Um, and so you have, and, and the women's, I mean, the fact that I really do think that we help tremendously to put women's sports on the map from the events that we have held for women's sports. Yep. yep. The and final four that, a couple of years ago is, is one of them. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then it just so happens that Caitlin Clark is setting records and set one at the barn the other night. So um, kudos to us having that record set in our famous, fabulous building. Uh, but like you, yes, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, I had season hockey tickets when I was at the U. I had season football tickets. I've followed them all these years. It is I am such a proud gopher. So it's absolutely wonderful. Hey, Mitch, now you were at the uh, the Final Four. Um, a couple of years ago, this mm-hmm. what, what's what's going to be so crazy is, and everybody is in love with Caitlin Clark. And even though she's a Hawkeye, and I'm not a Hawkeye fan, I love what she has done for women's sports, and specifically for college basketball. As raucous as a crowd, um, as it sounds like there was on Wednesday, 
imagine what downtown Minneapolis is going to be like and Target Center is going to be like for the Big Ten Women's Tournament. Especially Because it's not just about Iowa. There are other good teams in the Big Ten, like Ohio State and Indiana. So it's going to be a, a good tournament all the way around. And, number, and, and you know, quite frankly, all of us will be rooting for the Gophers as well. All of us will be rooting for the Gophers. But, yes, it's going to be exciting until the very end. And, and yes, what, what she's doing for – our children are, I mean, those, those young girls and, and, and I like Iowa only because, and not only, but they travel well and they will, they will, they're good shoppers. <laughs> and, and so that's great for our economy to have all of these people here, Henry, when we have this beautiful city to present to them. Sounds like the weather is going to hold up for us. And I think it's going to be such a joyful two weeks to be able to celebrate what we do as Minneapolis. I'm very proud. Well, I'll say this, you know, when we talk about, you know, sports fans here in our fandom in Minnesota, I do want to, like you did um, uh, towards the beginning, shout out Minnesota sports and events because Wendy Blackshaw and everybody that is a part of her organization and group, uh, whether it's Debbie Estes, Andrew Graham, they do a fabulous job of making sure that Minnesota is on the map with all the events that we have coming through our state. We're talking about the U.S. Uh, Olympic trials with gymnastics is going to be coming here. And I, I just, I just love everything about what Wendy and her organization does. She deserves, with Debbie, with Andrea, with Tyler, with the entire group over there who are absolutely phenomenal, what she is doing for our entire state. And, yes, when when junior hockey comes, that's in St. Paul. That's at Mariucci. Wendy spreads these events out. So she, you know, if it's focused in Minneapolis, we're doing partnerships with the Mall of America through, through Wendy and her team. They are one of the best organizations I have ever worked with as a professional career um, in, in what I do. They are a dream team over there. Local creators, fan experiences, games, and more. The Maker's Market happening on level one of the city center on the Nicollet Mall in Minneapolis. It starts next Wednesday, March the 6th, will take place and go through next Saturday, March the 9th. Also, the following week, Wednesday, to Saturday again. Each day it's open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mitch, thank you so much for your time on this Friday evening. I truly do appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you next week, Henry. Thank you for the platform. Appreciate you shouting out our locals. All right. Thank you so much. That's Mitch Bethroom from Mitch's Marcus joining us here on The Lake Show. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. There's a concept that I'm not really sure that I would totally see working for the majority of us a four-day work week? I'll explain next year on the link. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One year after 61 companies in the UK opted to participate in a four-day week pilot study a four-day work week pilot study, 89% of the companies continue to keep the structure in place. 89%. More efficiency, happier employees, lower turnover rates are among the positive results found by the study announced this week. The 2022 study conducted by the think tank Autonomy alongside the four-day week campaign and four-day week global began as a six-month trial that extended to the one-year mark. I don't think that, well, let me say this about the four-day work week. And and you can react on the text line if you want to call 651-461-9226. Do we think that this, how many jobs out there across the board does this apply to? I think the majority of jobs that are available, you cannot do a four-day work week. Like, for instance, you can't do that here. Mm -mm. Like, you got to do a show five days a week. That's just just part of it. That's just part of it. I think maybe like an administrative, wouldn't you be able to do, or maybe more hard labor? I I think administrative, Mm. you definitely could do four days a week. I know that people have mentioned this before. I don't believe in the whole four days a week for school. I just I don't. Yeah, no, I I, I, think, I, I don't. Think, I like the I like the five days a week. I think for that, kids. I think that that complicates issues for parents in trying to get their kids situated daycare. for like yeah. a daycare situation. Like, what all what all jobs does a four day work week fit now? And and and, and trust me, if you're somebody that is a freelancer or you, there are certain things that way that you want to do, of course you make up your own schedule. But on a day-to-day, like for, for radio, on this station, that would not work. There's not – we have to be here. We have to do shows, whether it's Adam and Jordana, whether it's a Chad Harvey, whoever it is. got to be here at least five days a week. Well, unless you're Chad Harvey and you want to play golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't think – is that research and development? I, I found that out very quickly, what uh, research and development meant for uh, for Chad. You know, I do think, though, maybe these are ones where you're not necessarily dealing with having to be, I don't want to say on location, 
but I feel like ones where you could do it more remote might give you a little bit more flexibility in terms of of the scheduling because yeah, we we have to be here no matter what we're doing we have to be here at a certain time because that's just how this thing is structured I mean there are places- and even and even if I did for, let's say that for one week mm-hmm. I just sat at home and did the show mm-hmm. you know who has to physically be here I do you do. Yep. Exactly. Oh, I remember those days. I remember those days well. Yeah. Yeah, but you own the place, though. <laughs> yeah, like, like seriously, that, that's the one thing. Like, like we had, when we were in the midst of COVID, you might have been here and had to travel, but it was ghost town. No. Like you just, I mean, you could have walked around in your undies if you wanted no, to. No, no, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> who said I didn't? There's you a, probably did. There's a reason why I put the lights on low, and I was like, hey. Oh. Look at me! I, you know, give me a little spotlight and let me. I know when Laura Oaks is down the hall and she's doing the news and she doesn't have to come down here. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't bother you. Yeah, yeah. I, it just. But that was that was just kind of a, a a weird situation in of itself. I mean, would customer service? I suppose that would be one that you could do four days a week. I mean, would because mm. when you say customer service, what do you mean? I mean, like call centers. Um, Nah, not for like hotels and stuff. It, it depends on the industry. Yeah, it it does depend on the industry. Yeah, that's that's a good. I've heard so much about four day work weeks and in airlines, but airlines, all this stuff is so automated. It, it, yeah, I, I, I get frustrated by that. Well, I, and I mean, you're yeah. I guess if you're talking about, <laughs> said four day work week seems to work for, for the Russia. Russia. <laughs> that might be one day too many. Oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, that's it's that's a good. That's a good question. That's a good question. What jobs out there would work for a four-day work week? I would have to think they'd have to be administrative because anything that you're dealing with people, like, you know, the person-to-person, which would kind of take that customer service out of it. Well, this is what I think. I think that when you look at it, on the surface, we talk about four-day work weeks because we want people to be happy. We don't want people to be as stressed. We want people to to be more vibrant and be able to, you know what I'm saying, be able to be more comfortable in their situation, yeah, in their you're, lives, you're, you're, and, you're, and spend more yeah. time with their families. But I don't think that the majority of the jobs out there mm-hmm. kind of lead themselves to be a situation where you can do the four-day work week. But I, I would venture to say that I think that if you put it out there to people, mm-hmm. if you could have a three-day weekend and you added two hours a day, you know, one on the you – know, whatever, one on the front side, one on the back side, however you want to structure it. If you ask them if they would take those little bit longer days to have one more day where they had no work obligations, I would have to imagine that an overwhelming majority would say, yeah, I, I would take those longer days because it would allow me to have All right. three days to myself. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll answer it after you answer it. Okay. Monday through Friday, Lake Show is five hours as opposed to three. Five hours as opposed to three. You would do that to get the uh, the Friday yeah. off. See, with this show, with with this job, no. With this job, no. Because I I do feel like I gladly would. You would. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would do I would do a five hour show do a five for hour four show? days and then get that Friday off. Okay. All that right. wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, if if they came to us and they're like, "Hey, we, you know, we want to do five hours 
for four days. I'd raise my hand and say yes. I'll I would. That. I would not to be get a, the Friday off. Yes, I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not. I would not be opposed to it. I guess the reason that I, I say that is I feel like, you know, after a certain time, like keeping the energy up for five hours mm-hmm. is. It's not easy. It can be a challenge. At it's times. not easy. I, look in the in this week and, alone, and, and that's the only reason that I would say that. In this week alone, I've heard two former um, athletes that are now doing podcasts. Okay, mm-hmm. the podcasts are not even three hour shows. The podcasts are like an hour. I heard both athletes say, "I want to give media uh, people that do like uh, talk radio and stuff more credit." Because I can't talk as much as I thought that I could or thought that they could. I think that even one of the people that, that mentioned this might have been this morning with Chris Paddock. I think that Chris Paddock mentioned with Vanita Sakar that he does a podcast mm-hmm. now. And he says, man, I have an appreciation for people in media because it's not as easy to just do hours upon hours of running your mouth. Yeah, and that's why for this, the as my voice cracks, that, <laughs> that's why for me – when you're talking about this kind of a job, that it's there's a lot of the prep that goes into it. And, and that's what I think makes it a little bit easier because you come from the background. And I think this is and, – and I don't want to go down the media rabbit hole, but I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people in the business now that are coming in that don't have that formal training. It's like, yeah, I get a podcast. Okay, well, it's like how are you structuring – like I, I believe there are, little, there are certain nuances and technicalities that I feel are maybe being overlooked that you know think, oh, it's – it's just that easy. Well, it's not that easy. Well, th- this from the text line, it says, uh, I'm thinking, and, and, and I know we got to get to break here because we got a guest coming up. Uh, from the 651, I'm thinking you might be stuck on your current job arrangement the five-day week. It's possible that a four-day work week could result in more people being employed. For example, announcers could be hired to do a Sunday, uh, Sunday, Wednesday show, a Monday, Thursday show, a Tuesday, Friday show. It would not mean that the same people – would have to be working five days a week. I understand what you're saying, Texture, but that's not the reality of today's environment for media. Media outlets are cutting jobs and asking their their people to do more. They're not hiring more people. And we're talking about this is a full-time job. Like, me and Chris are full-timers. We're not part-timers. So media isn't, and I think you bring up a great, um, 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 text, that's not the reality of what you're going to be able to do, though. Because if you look at these different media outlets, media outlets are cutting people, not adding in just to have more depth in the positions. Heck, we don't even have Sports Illustrated anymore. No. That's a bummer. Uh, getting back to sports, let's talk to somebody that you talk about the Big Ten Women's Tournament, somebody that's going to be all about it, one of the announcers. And we love her to death. Sloan Mark, she joins us next year on The Late Show. All right, the listening audience, they know our next guest all too well. We love her to death. Sloan Martin, play-by-play broadcaster, announcer, Big Ten Network, CBS Sports Net, FS1. She joins us now here on The Late Show. Sloan, uh, first off, I got to ask about the picture on your, your, your background on your Twitter account. <laughs> you are super excited. Somebody is leaning into you. Like, tell me what, give me the backdrop to that specific picture. Cause I think it's awesome. 
Okay, so that is a partner I work with very often, including in the upcoming Big Ten tournament, Christy Winterscott, who is a legend in broadcasting, uh, just in women's college basketball. She is, uh, you know, just a light and so fun to work with. That was her natural reaction. I want to say it was last year's Big Ten, was it the quarterfinals? I can't remember what game it was exactly. I think it was Wisconsin-Purdue, which was a wild game. It ends up going to overtime, and that was a late shot by the Badgers that Christy, who, by the way, is like six foot four and has an even longer wingspan than I do, pushing me out of the way as I'm talking and making the call in the moment. <laughs> um, and, of course, because of her antics, we get, like, a camera on us in the booth, and it was just caught perfectly and uh so it's just a fun memory from the tournament the kind of games and plays we can see and I know. you know just a little what goes on behind the scenes all right so man it's march 1st the madness is going to be here right we're winding down the last few games here uh, over the weekend with the big 10 and the regular season with the uh, women's college basketball the big 10 tournament uh, descending on downtown Minneapolis. Your thoughts on how excited I'm sure that you are for it to be a Target Center this year? You know, last year at Target Center, it was a blast. You walk around the streets, the skyway, and you just see fans of every single team that's around. And you're just kind of, you know, you feel that energy, you feel that excitement. And the thing is, you know, Minneapolis and the Twin Cities have always treated large events, especially a large events involving women's sports. Remember the Final Four was here just a couple of years ago as big events, as serious and important, and that's the kind of effort that you see happening here. And last year's event, Henry, set multiple attendance records for different sessions, including overall attendance, which was just shy of 48,000. This year, they're expecting nearly 110,000. I can barely wrap my brain around yeah. it, Henry. It is it's sold absolutely out. fantastic. It's, com- it's completely sold out for the first time ever. And people can say, oh, well, that's because of Caitlin Clark. And certainly, you know, the Iowa fans called last year Carver North. They made it to the championship game. They won the entire tournament last year. And it was all gold. And it's a short drive. And there's lots of alums in the area. But you can't tell me that they're not local people here, too who are just as excited. We saw it at the barn just a couple days ago when, uh, you know, they packed the barn to to take on Iowa. So I think it's going to be an extremely fun atmosphere. There's been a lot of parity in the year this year. Even though Ohio State was able to take care of business before the final weekend, uh, Big Ten regular season champions, it still feels up for grabs because of just, you know, the one-and-done nature of it. And I think it's just going to be an absolute blast. Yeah. And, and you're right, like last year it was awesome. This year it's going to be on another level. And look, we all love Caitlin Clark. She's, she's phenomenal at what she does. But I just think that overall the interest, and she's a big part of that, the interest in the women's game across the board has just went through the roof this year. Like you look at what Notre Dame has done. You look at what, uh, I mean, South Carolina is still undefeated. You look at Juju Watkins with USC. I just think that the women's game, I'm so happy for this moment because so many people in our country are truly starting to finally appreciate what these women bring to the table. That's absolutely right. And I say this to you, Henry, knowing that you've been here for a long time and, and you've seen it and seen it grow and had that appreciation. And you're exactly right. You know, I've been able to see it in person, the Caitlin Clark effect that we're talking about. I've done at least six or seven of their games this year, mostly at Carver Hawkeye Arena. And to see the kind of 
you can only really just call it pandemonium is what it is at this point. But to see everyone, young girls, young boys, wear number 22 jerseys, the posters, the excitement, it just, it's an absolute frenzy that is still so fun to see. But all those teams, you are exactly right. There are other superstars out there. I mean, South Carolina, they are a top-to-bottom team who I still think is going to win the entire thing. You've still got LSU, the reigning national champions, and a couple NIL stars on their side, too. Angel Reese, Blasey Johnson are fantastic basketball players, too. They're selling out arenas regularly, getting near 20,000, you know, in other places they go, too. Juju Watkins is the next star of this sport and she's already arrived as one of the the absolute superstars in the game right now so you can see and you mentioned Notre Dame Hannah Hidalgo she's just a freshman an absolute lightning rod so this to me is just the direction of the game Henry where you have players who can take over who can score 30 to 40 points at will and just a lot of competitive teams I've heard Gina Oriema talk about it this year too the UConn head coach it's a different landscape now in terms of the spreading of talent, the parity. It is not what it used to be, and we just get to benefit through all the madness. Yeah, we're talking to Sloan Martin here on the Late Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Let me go back to Caitlin Clark for just a second. Um, in the time that you've had a chance to call her games or maybe interview her, what, what uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind when when I bring up the name Caitlin Clark? Confidence, approachability, those are the things that I think really come across. Just this poise, this calmness and coolness that you just wish you could bottle up because it is such a special combination. She is someone who is so easy to talk to. Um, you know, you talk about as a, as a journalist, someone in the media, she's just, you know, absolutely what you would make in a factory in terms of an athlete to interview, but also just radiates this kind of energy, someone who's a leader of her team, someone who has this confidence that is tough to match of course you see it on the court but even off of it too she's having fun and that's what I know Henry uh you know her team was so excited about because I had the game right before she made this decision I was at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City um over the weekend when they took on Illinois and beat them 101 to 85 and even you know the coaches were saying at the time that they kind of hope that she makes a decision sooner, feeling like it was weighing on her a little bit. They wanted her to be that kind of, uh, you know, breathless player who has a lot of fun out there. This Iowa offense is the best in the country. It plays so freely. It's so fast. Players are just allowed to be who they are, and she is the epitome of that. So I'm excited to see what happens from this point forward for this team and for her now that this is, you know, in the public. But, you know, she is someone who is a delight to talk to. You know, the next round of media to see her at the pro level is going to absolutely enjoy all those moments with her, and she just has this absolute confidence. I can't even imagine the, the kind of overwhelming uh, environment she's been in, she has handled it all publicly so fantastically. You know, one of the things that I don't like, Sloan, is the way that that the sexism has kind of come out here over the course of the season with regards to women's college basketball, though. And, and a lot of it's surrounding Caitlin Clark. And, and, and I'm, let me give you a, a, a clear example. I can't believe that today people are asking the question, or questioning the timing of her announcement. Like, are you kidding me? You're questioning the time. Like, she, she's she's letting the world know 
that she's going to the WNBA, which is probably every women's basketball player's dream to play against the best, right? She's saying that to let people know that she's winding her days down so that people can get a glimpse of her final few games um, here as she rounds out her college career, that she doesn't want to spring a surprise on people after her career is wrapped up because there's no givens about what's going to happen. Maybe her team gets knocked out before they get to the Sweet 16. Maybe they don't get out of the fi- the, uh, the opening weekend. I just, like, we wouldn't do that if this was a young man that was, you know, at the end of the year um, uh, finishing up and looking at going to a bowl game, and then like the week before the bowl game, is, is he says, well, I'm not going to play in a bowl game because I don't want to hurt my draft status. I just hate that. You know, this makes me thankful. I apparently have created a special little women's basketball echo chamber because I've not seen a lot of that. I'm not surprised about it by any means. And what is it? The idea that this is like selfless or selfish and taking the attention away from her team. I, I just don't quite get that. Like I just told you, her coaches thought that this was having an effect on her, this kind of decision, the number of people she knew that would be disappointed on both sides. I can't imagine carrying that kind of pressure and every force, everything that is surrounding you um, being affected by that uh, is an absolutely understandable thing. So I feel like this is just like, Hey, everyone's wondering this. This is an elephant in the room. Everywhere we go, every game that I play, let's just get it out there because everyone's wondering about it. And then we can just play our best basketball at the right time. I honestly cannot even entertain why that would be criticized, to be honest with you. It's ridiculous. Uh, but again, it's the it's the internet, so you can't really, uh, you know, you can't <laughs> predict or try to understand people's uh, thoughts and behavior. But to me, I thought it was totally appropriate, especially going into her senior game. Maybe... She also wanted that moment, and that's okay, considering just what she's done and what she means. Yep. All right, final couple of questions for Sloan Martin here on the Lake Show on News Talk, 830-WCCO. All right, so outside of Caitlin Clark, because we know that she's the headliner, uh, give me the biggest storyline with the Women's Big Ten Tournament next week. Ohio State, they are the Big Ten champions. They have won 15 straight games. Their last loss, Henry, was December 30th against their rival Michigan. They have not lost this calendar year. They are the most experienced team. They are the deepest team, and they are the scariest team right now. Yes, scarier than Iowa, a team that scores over 90 points per game um, over the course of the season. And the reason is because they have players like J.C. Sheldon, someone who's projected to be a first-round, possibly WNBA draft pick. You have someone, Cody McMahon, She was last year's Big Ten Freshman of the Year. I call her the freight train. She's been able to find a different speed to her game this year, but as the name implies, she is strong. She is fast. She is unstoppable going downhill. She is such a blast to watch. Um, Not someone who's that kind of sharpshooter. J.C. Sheldon is the one who uh, really shoots it from long range, but she's so fun to watch. They have great depth and role players, too. Uh, Their head coach, Kevin McGuff, uh, who is a Naismith finalist for Coach of the Year uh, nationally, has really got them playing exceptionally well. They're just a solid group. They beat Iowa on their home floor, are playing them Sunday uh, in the final game of the regular season. Nothing really at you know going on here. Iowa's still fighting for the number two seed in the tournament, so something to play for. Certainly uh, revenge probably being the number one thing, so I'm excited. Based on what happens in that game, how they go in 
to the Big Ten tournament, but Ohio State, the team to watch. I would also say Indiana as well. Mackenzie Holmes, an All-American. She is your typical back-to-the-basket player. She's like a dancer out there with her kind of footwork. If you have any post players in your life, young kids, watch her and her footwork. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. Those have been the top three teams, Henry, from the beginning. They have separated themselves this year. And then also say, too, if you are just around, I'm someone who loves tournaments. If I wasn't playing, I would be someone who's just sitting in the stands <laughs> the entire time, game after game, couple buckets of hot popcorn later and just having a great time. If you are just around, want to check it out, Check out Michigan State. They are a fantastic team. Um, Small, but they play extremely fast, play hard, have a really fun brand of basketball. They're going to be either the number four or five seed. That would be another team I would say definitely to look out for. I think they can surprise some people. Hey, Sloan, you're the best. I appreciate your time tonight. And I will be seeing you next week because I'm going to be all over Target Center. Oh, I love it, Henry. Yeah, come say hi. I will. All right, that's Sloan Martin joining us here on The Lake Show, talking some uh, Big Ten women's basketball, the tournament, right around the corner. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 2, and we'll do that next. All right, the text line about the previous topic before Sloan came, came on, and we were talking about the four, four-day work weeks. Uh, the texture replied back to the when I was talking about the model with media. They said, mm-hmm. appreciate your uh, explanation. I'm not that familiar with the structure of media employment. I appreciate you you listen to the show. Love it. Oh yeah, and I love it's, the interaction. I love I love the interaction. Hey, he, now, yeah, everything's a little th- different. This from the six one two world events are seven day a week thing. Sometimes five isn't enough for you guys. Sorry, which is true. Look, when we were in the quarantine and we had the protest stuff going on, we literally worked. I, I think I worked like three months without a day off. Yeah, like it, it was it was seven days a week. It was all hands on deck. We 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 did different shifts and we did um, we worked with different people. Like I was I was doing shows on the weekend with um, I did a couple with uh, Rossini at the time. Um, yeah. I did a special show where it was like me and Big Tigger um, from um, from Atlanta. Atlanta, and then who did I have on? I had Bakari Sellers from CNN. So like that was like it was all hands on deck. So, so, so and it was twenty four seven. It was twenty four seven. Yeah, because yeah. it was just we were just the world was watching. It. And speaking of somebody that was working twenty four seven, Sloan, absolutely, she was in the middle of everything. She was in the middle us. of everything. Yeah. Her and and props to Mike Max because he was in the middle of Maxie everything. Maxie was too. in it. Uh, Brandon, uh, oh God, Ison, Ison, Brandon yep. Ison. Yep. From he Chicago. still reaches out to me every now and then yep. from Chicago. Yep. yep. Uh, this from the nine five two. There are many healthcare facilities where staff do twelve-hour shifts. Now that's tailor-made. That and, I, and I've right heard there. that. And I've yes. heard that. And, yeah. and that's a, and that's a thing. There are assembly line uh, industries in the metro area who do ten-hour mm-hmm. shifts. I know of one which does two ten-hour shifts a day, two a.m. till noon, and noon till ten. Th- those are perfect. Those are absolutely perfect. Tailor-made. Yeah. Tailor-made. Tailor made. Yeah, I I knew the I knew the medical field did that. It's perfect for it. It, it is, and the yeah the, the assembly line and and whatnot that makes that makes total sense as well. Again, I I think there are certain places where it it makes sense for them. What is a television ghost channel? What is it? Do you guys know what we're talking about here? If not, you will. Once we explain it, because um, it's a concept that we're all a part of. We'll dive into that next year on The Lake Show. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.